We are just all Florida tonight. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight Best here team. on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Zaslow Show <laughs> is how you find him. At Amber W Sports is how you find me. You're not going to get any argument out of me about this being the best state. But, you know, we're a little biased, both of us, since we live down here. Anita Marks, she used to live down here as well. ESPN Sports betting analyst, kind enough to join us. Anita, then there was one. Uh, we've got one left. We've been talking to you all season long. So we appreciate you joining us again to get you ready for Super Bowl 58. Uh, the 49ers, they're one and a half point favorites over the Chiefs, according to ESPN Bet. What are you doing with this line? Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about it at least. Listen, I've been talking about this for two weeks now. I think the wrong team is favored here. I, it's a head scratcher for me. I don't quite understand, right? Kansas City, to me, right now in the postseason, the better team. Were the 49ers the better team in the regular season? Yes, they were. But uh, we say it time and time again, you want to play your best football as you get closer to the postseason. Sure enough, that's what the Kansas City Chiefs have done. Better quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. In my opinion, better coach in Andy Reid because uh, Andy Reid has been here, done that one before. Kyle Shanahan has been here twice, once as an offensive coordinator, once as a head coach, and has lost twice. Um, I think Kansas City's defense is actually better. I think they're underrated. Uh, you know, they're 4-0 at Allegiant Field. I, I can go on. I think they've got a better field goal kicker. I could go on and on. I just think Kansas City checks more boxes than the 49ers. So give me the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll take the points. Also, I'll probably play them on the money line at even money. Anita, after the championship games wrapped two weeks ago, before the Super Bowl line came out, if I asked you, what do you think the line is going to be? What would you have said? I I thought that Kansas City would be favored by one, one and a half. I I think it would. I thought it would be the opposite. So, but listen, I've always said this. I think odds makers are some of the smartest people in the world, or they have crystal balls. So, um, you know, it, it's 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 wild to me how time and time again they just get it right. So. Um, you know, and, and, and this line really hasn't, this line really hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this, you know, let, let's talk about the over under 60% of the money is on the over here. And, and you could understand why Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, you know, Patrick Mahomes scores a lot of points. The 49ers offense is uh, pretty, pretty spectacular. All those weapons, all that talent. But the, the, the sharp money is on the under, under, under 47 and a half. And even though 60% of the public money is on the over, uh, this line hasn't moved much. So uh, these are two very good defenses. This is a Kansas City team, Kansas City Chiefs team that plays excellent defense in the second half. And these are two teams that I think are going to come out and run the ball a lot, which means eat up time of possession. So I think in, in all of this, again, I'm, I'm pretty confident that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win here. But I, really the best play might be the under 47 and a half in this matchup, guys. ESPN sports betting analyst Anita Marks joining us here on Amber and Ian Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. Uh, Anita, the MVP, it's obviously a quarterback award, uh, which I find annoying. But is there a non-quarterback that you like as a long shot for a bet there with the MVP? 
Yeah, so more times than not, right, that, you know, the MVP comes from the team that wins. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's a no-brainer. Patrick Mahomes at plus 125. Um, I'm looking at Travis Kelsey at 12-1. to 1. But I, I think the 49ers are going to play Travis Kelsey pretty, pretty well. Um, they typically, more times than not, they play a soft zone with two high safeties. And I think they're really going to focus in on Travis Kelsey. I think where this, this game is going to be won is on the defensive side of the ball with Spagnolo uh, and that secondary getting after Brock Purdy. I like Brock Purdy interception, possibly two. But offensively, I think it's going to be the Isaiah Pacheco show. I think he's going to run. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I can see Pacheco scoring at least one t- touchdown, if not two. If he goes off, and this is how you beat the 49ers, as you run through their, the interior of the line, I can see Pacheco having a really big game and helping Kansas City win this. So Pacheco at 25-1, to 1, I think those, those are some really good odds. You know, Anita, I, I saw the other day I was reading about the number of wagers that are going to be placed on the Super Bowl. And obviously, with sports betting become more and more legal all across the country, there's going to be more gambling. Do you think the Taylor Swift stuff plays any role? Like, are you getting casuals, like real casuals, watching the game this weekend because of Taylor Swift that just decided, yeah, you know what, let's make some wagers as well? Do you think that's made a difference at all? Oh, absolutely. I was reading a report where she's actually made the NFL close to $90 million this year. Now, how they equate that, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, but, you know, from Swifties now following football, Swifties buying Travis Kelsey's jerseys because that's who she's dating, um, just Kansas City paraphernalia, I, you know, I, however, whatever. Um, that's what I read that equates to. So, yeah, I mean, listen, you're going to have more people watching, uh, and I think you're going to have, like, you know, more people betting. You know, there's there you can make a wager. You know, there's all these wagers you can make on Usher, right? What's going to be his first song? Is is Justin Bieber going to come up? You could wager is, is um, uh, is Taylor Swift going to perform with him? You know, <laughs> I mean... It's it's kind of nuts. I I had fun on ESPN Bet the other the other day. Not sure if you saw this segment, but so this is really interesting. I'm sure you saw this on Twitter. So as we know, her favorite number is 13. Um, Super Bowl 58, eight plus five is 13. 49ers were the one seed. Kansas City was the third seed. Hence 13. Uh, this will be if if she attends the game, which we're all anticipating her to attend. It'll be her 13th appearance at a Kansas City Chiefs game. The Super Bowl is being played on February 11th, 2-11, 13. uh, To travel from Tokyo to Las Vegas, you guessed it, 13-hour plane ride. And last but not least, you take 100 and you minus 13, 87. And that is Travis Kelsey's jersey. So uh, I'm going to play a fun parlay. Noah Gray, over 12.5 receiving yards, MVS, his longest reception over 12 and a half. Purdy wears the number 13, so I'm going to go with an interception there. I'm going to go with a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown and the Kansas City Chiefs to win straight up. 
So this is my Swifties number 13 parlay. Wow. <laughs> Swifties. They, look at that, Zazzle. They've got their own parlay. Also, by the way, thanks to Taylor Swift, Super Bowl ads aimed at women are taking the Super Bowl by storm hey. this year. Makeup companies, apparently health and beauty brands, uh, the likes of which we've never seen before, actually, flooding the ad market, which I thought was interesting. And Anita Marks joining us. Uh, finally here, Anita, do you have any favorite props that we haven't talked about? Yeah, I mean, again, I just I think I, I think this game is going to be won offensively with Isaiah Pacheco. So uh, probably my favorite. I mean, listen, I'm going to be playing a plethora of of bets, but if you're asking for my favorite, um, over carries and over rushing yards for Isaiah Pacheco. And uh, those are probably my two favorites because, uh, th- again, this is this is how you this is how you beat the 49ers. Their rush defense is one of the worst uh, in the postseason, giving up 5.3 yards per carry, especially when you run through the interior of the line, and and that's where Pacheco likes to run. So I, I think I'm I'm expecting him to have a really really big day. So over carries and over over rushing yards for Pacheco. Anita Marks, ESPN sports betting analyst. Thanks, Anita. Thanks, Anita. You got it. Enjoy the game. You too. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian with Zaslo filling in for Ian. What is going on with the Dallas Cowboys? We will get into that next here on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty was all fired up. Yeah? About the Dallas Cowboys. Today, Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. Zazen tonight for Ian here on yeah. Amber and Ian. So Canty was all fired up on Unsportsmanlike. But not about either of the teams playing in the Super Bowl. About a team that got bounced very early in the playoffs in a very shocking, surprising sort of way because they forgot to even show up against the Green Bay Packers, even though they were at home. It was weird. They forgot. They were at home, Zaslow, in their own house, and somehow they forgot to be there. Which yeah, like 90,000 people in the stands. Like, where are the Cowboys? I know. Not here. It's like, where, where, are where are they? They, they just forgot. They forgot to set their alarm clock. Here is the co-host of Unsportsmanlike, Chris Canty, ripping the Cowboys. Man, yeah. it's the playoffs, dog. Everybody is tired. But it's winter go home. Give a damn that your legs is tired. We're weeks removed from when you got beat by the Green Bay Packers. And that's what you got? We were tired? We were burnt out? No, man. That's infuriating. 
It's disrespectful to the game of football. You work all year long to have an opportunity to compete for a championship, and you're one of 14 teams left standing at the end. And you tired? And you burnt out? What the hell is wrong with you? And that's one of the team leaders. Tank Lawrence is one of the team leaders. That's an embarrassment to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm embarrassed for him. I'm embarrassed that I used to play for him. Wow. They did. I mean, that is that is some very strong words. They he obviously did get blown Canty. out at home uh, by a team that nobody expected to win that game. The Cowboys were a team that but we saw them win the division this season. They looked good. Dak at, at I mean, for a huge portion of the season, was in the MVP conversation. Absolutely, when they beat Philadelphia that one game head to head, Dak, it was his turn to be ahead of the. MVP race, absolutely. Yeah, we 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 toggled back and forth with the MVP all season. It was a long. weird year uh, with the MVP. It was a really weird year, and then we go to Lamar Jackson, and then by the way, I mean almost unanimous, nearly unanimous at the end of the season. I think uh, take with it away what? From him. <laughs> it's it's just it's funny though how how kind of the pendulum swung there at the end. But nevertheless, so Demarcus Lawrence, he was on first take, and he said that. All honesty, I think the main thing is we was burnt out. Long season, team is dominantly healthy throughout the season. The legs get tired. Woof. Woof And that's what Canty was taking issue with. It doesn't sound like a great He's telling you, Amber, that they were too healthy. Because they were so healthy, they were tired by the end. Woof to that theory. I mean, he went on to give credit to, to Green Bay, obviously, and... Uh, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, he was saying that they were burnt out. Now, I will say this. They did have to come back, come from behind and, and win that division. They did have to win a lot of games down the stretch in order to even be in that situation. None yeah, but of that it's not like you're going like you're going on a run in a game and you're expending all this energy and you know that, that's what it took to make the comeback. It's a week-by-week it's a week thing to come from behind in the division. Like You're not like putting it all out there at once to make the comeback, you know? One of the reasons that Kellen Moore wanted to, or rather Mike McCarthy wanted to move on from Kellen Moore, as I understood it, was that Mike McCarthy wanted more balance on both sides of the ball. Because the way that Kellen Moore had his high-flying offense, the way it was constructed, uh, they weren't on the field... They weren't, they weren't on the field long enough well, or getting intercepted too fast. And so the defense, he felt like, was getting burnt out. He wanted to take a, a more conservative approach to play calling overall to try to balance out both sides of the ball so that nobody got burnt out. And then you have this. <laughs> you have Lawrence coming out and telling you they were burnt out anyways. And you can't be burnt out when you get into the playoffs. Like, that's not the time you can be burnt out is when you start playing games in the postseason. You know, maybe you could argue down the road one day, like, hey, by the time we got to the championship weekend or by the time we were in the Super yeah. Bowl, like, yeah, it really yeah. caught up to us. That wasn't yeah. the case here with you, Dallas. You were burnt out in, in week 19. You, right. you weren't burnt out several weeks later by playing three postseason games and then getting to the Super Bowl. You were burnt out the wild card game. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard that theory before, Amber, that we were too healthy. We were too healthy, and that hurt us because right. we were too tired from playing so much. I don't think I've ever heard that theory in football. It, it, it's it's a surprising thing to hear from Although somebody. the NBA player took notes. He's like, I, I like that. I, I, yes. That's the theory I'm going to use. I like that. <laughs> the NBA player loved that. Yeah, yeah, he agrees. He's like, this is Demarcus Lawrence. He's, he's, you know, he's a smart he's guy. Something. That guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's on to something here. We were too healthy. We haven't gotten an opportunity to rest. 
We need more of that uh, because we didn't get to rest because of injury. Emmett Smith, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, Gator Great, uh, was on Unsportsmanlike, and he didn't parse words about what he thought the Cowboys should have done with Mike McCarthy. Take a listen. To be honest, I am a little surprised, uh, all because of the way things has transpired over the last three years. Removing Kellen as the OC and taking over the controls of the offense and so forth, uh, I am a little surprised. The way our team acted out of the playoff, I'm real surprised. Because to me, I look to my leaders, and leaders look to to players to be ready and be prepared for the situations in all situations. And uh, unfortunately for us, I don't know if we were as prepared as we needed to be. And the way we exited the playoff this year was not, it was not a good look, put it that way. And, uh, and it was somewhat embarrassing. It lends you to believe that either uh, we're not trained or coached properly in, in terms of game type of situations. At times, players do have to overcome coaching because coaches don't always make the best decisions. It's not a good look. Certainly not the best look. It also doesn't help, I don't think, the look of it all, what Demarcus Lawrence just said. Because it sounds like then that there's some problem with the way the team's being managed, right? There's some problem with the overload. Are you running your players into the ground during practice? Why do they feel so worn out? If, in fact, that is true. I mean, I know Canty immediately wants to dismiss it. And the way that Canty kind of came at it is like football, like football. You know, we're never tired. Wait, you know, that's kind of that his approach. Can you, can you tell me again what it was like? We'll football. Go. We're never tired. Wow. Do I sound like football guy? That's my impression that, of football Is that your Canty guy. impression? Or that's my, that's guy? my, yeah, that's my, uh, you know, six nine, okay. uh, the 350, whatever Canty is, a behemoth that's of a man. That's football guy Football. Impression. Yeah. Gotcha. I'll, football. I'll make sure to send him this. Do wow. not send him yep. this. No, do I'll not send right him this. Uh, it's not bad. <laughs> football. Uh, so, that's sort of the approach that Canty was taking. The reality is maybe we should be having a conversation about why Demarcus Lawrence was alluding to the fact that they were burnt out. Because, yes, it seems like a ridiculous excuse, but it, could it be something that Mike McCarthy is doing wrong? No, I, I think it's a ridiculous excuse. I, I think it's something to say. Football! I think it's something to say without any real evidence. Like, he's trying to, he's trying to come up with a reason to to you know to explain what happened and the because it's pretty hard to explain that performance. I think he's trying to come up with a reason. It's like oh we we are, we are burnt out. I don't think there's any real evidence of that. It's it's Amber. It's a really lame excuse. Football. It's really lame. Football. <laughs> it's it's. I like football. It's a guy. surprising football. It's a surprising excuse to hear from. Lame. A player, a player of that stature, a player playing at that Candy level. Canty was so mad. A player to say that on first take on a national platform. I, I Canty yeah. was mad. I just wonder, Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, that's not a player that I would think of as somebody who is somebody who needs the rest, right? Like somebody who's not tough enough, well, tough enough football guy to make it through the season. Like that doesn't strike me as Demarcus Lawrence at all. So I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out the why a little bit, because I do wonder sometimes if there's more to it. Is there not, you know, is it is it is there something going on throughout the week as the Cowboys head into games that is burning them out the way that this coaching staff runs the ship? So I by mean, the time they do get to week 18, week 19 in the postseason, they can't, they don't have their legs anymore. I, I don't buy it, like, at all. The last couple weeks of the season... 
They beat the Lions. Remember, it was a very controversial game, but they beat the right. Lions in Week 17, and then they scored 38 points, crushing the Commanders in the final week of the season. And then you have an embarrassment of a display Week 1 uh, in the postseason, the wild card, and, and he doesn't have a real explanation as to what happened. They didn't all of a sudden get burnt out when they got to the playoffs after they had really good performances the last two weeks of the season. Usually you would say, like, if someone, if a team, if players are getting burnt out, it's when you're going through hard times, right? Our team stinks. I'm well, over when this you leave already. it all out there. I mean, you could make the, did they leave it all out there against Detroit? They came back and won 38-10 the very next week. I don't so I'm going to go no. I'm going no sale on that. It's 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 just a thing to say and and it's a it's a really bad thing to say. It's you know the the famous picture of Jimmy Butler and he's he's leaning over what a in moment. the in the finals and game he is five. just burnt out game 5 has nothing left Toe in to that moment. LeBron took it to you him. knew yep. we were losing. You knew we were losing that finals to the Lakers. Well, game. we did win that game, but you knew we were losing that finals overall because he had nothing left and it he didn't have anything left. That's apparently the Dallas Cowboys. They're just after that Detroit Lions win, the controversial win. They're just I mean, I, I, guess, I guess they go on to beat the Commanders big, but it's killed the Commander. Them. It's the Commanders. All right, but still, mm-hmm. it's a professional football team. They killed them. Know. Green Bay walked into their stadium, and they were bent over the table. They just had nothing left. Wow. Nothing. Coming up next year on Amber and Ian's so Oslo filling in. What's more fun than Super Bowl prop bets? We'll go through some next year on ESPN Radio. Football! Zazlo filling in tonight for Ian here on Amber and Ian. You can find him at Zazlo Show. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. It is Super Bowl 58, 48 hours from now. So we've got to get all of our bets locked in, Zazlo. We got to get our mind right. You got to get all your props ready. James Steele, our producer, is going to help run through some of these props with us from ESPN Bets. I'm starting to get nervous. Talking about the Super Bowl? 48 hours, James. Well, that's than 48 hours. I know. It's uh, it's a little nerve-wracking Man, for me. Man, what is that like having your team in the Super Bowl four out of five years? God, it's, it's so pretty, good. I mean, it's what pretty cool. It's so, so good. And how are you still nervous? Like, eh, what does it matter? You know, know, after the first couple, I'd be like, all right. I yeah, don't, I, I feel listen, pretty I know, good about this. I know how no fortunate way. I've been the past six years, but losing it doesn't make me any less sad. But but even though you've been a, it makes you less a little sad. bit used to this, you're, really. you're going to be watching in a room by yourself. Right? Definitely makes you less sad. You are definitely less sad if you lose on Sunday than if you had lost five years ago. Like you're 100% less sad. I, maybe. I, you I don't, better I don't know say how to... yes to that. Come on. <laughs> it, the, the, the losing in the Super Bowl is not fun at all. All right, but there's a difference between, you know, if you would have lost – five years ago when you're a long-suffering Chiefs fan compared to now with two already under your belt. Let's be honest with ourselves here. Well, I, I, now I have two, so I mean, maybe, maybe I will Position be less sad play. if they lose. Huh? <laughs> he was out there, Zaza. He was rooting just oh. as loud as anybody else. Yeah, 
in my basement yelling in, at the television. Right. Are you one of those fans? Well, will, we see, will we see the viral video no. of James Steele kicking a hole in his television? I hate those videos. They're all so fake. They're no. such put-ons. I hate Four Super Bowls in five years? You can't kick holes in anything. I, Get out of my life if you're kicking a hole in anything. I don't, I don't make enough money to buy a new television to do okay. that. Uh, all right. So let's do some, uh, let's do some prop bets. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Is uh, his his uh, passing yards is set at two hundred sixty one and a half over under two hundred sixty one and a half passing yards for Patrick Mahomes Amber over. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not much of a betting woman, but one of the things that I have learned here over these last five years, uh, where it doesn't hurt as bad for James Steele anymore, no matter what he says, is that you don't bet against Patrick Mahomes individually by any means. I don't feel. I yes so there you go that's it I, I, don't, I don't want to give too much more information because I don't know what other props we're, we're doing that's, that's. I, I, I go over it's pretty easy for me I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game that means Patrick Mahomes has to be throwing the ball all over the field uh, yeah I'll go over uh, he did win MVP last year he only had 180 passing yards mm-hmm. three touchdowns uh, so you know alright fine ask me again ask him. me Ask me the Dylan question again. Performed him in that Super Bowl. Well, well ask me again. I, they had the ball. They had the ball more last year because they scored on defense. He also he was injured. Remember the, coming into that game, nobody seems true. to yeah to remember he that. Really well. be he was like twenty one, twenty one and twenty seven, three touchdowns. He just didn't have all the yards because they didn't really have the ball a whole lot. Um, all right, ask me, ask me again. Then now that I'm equipped with that information, ask me again. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, two hundred sixty one and a half passing yards over under. I'm going over. I think it's gonna be a lot of points <laughs> scored by both teams. I'm confident in Mahomes. I think he's going to throw the ball. I'm going over. I'm going over. All right. Um, so we'll let's let's go with the other quarterback, Brock Purdy. 247 and a half passing yards. Zaz over under. Yeah, I'm going over as well. I think the Niners are going to be playing from behind for a lot of the game. And I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball. Uh, you know, we saw in the second half, obviously, a couple weeks ago, that Purdy's capable of coming from behind and throwing the ball over the field. So I'm, I'm going over for both quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, This one's hard for me because it's up against that Chiefs defense. So do I believe in that Chiefs defense enough to limit Brock Purdy some here, even though I want the Niners to win this game? It's not the 85 Bears, all right? Uh, They're good. I, I... I will say they are good. You're right. They're not. They're not all time. We do maybe make too much out of it. Uh, you know, normally most of his games he goes over that. I think I'll take the under though, just to get crazy. Let's do it. It's against a very good defense. All right, let's uh, stay with the crazy and uh, with Brock Purdy. Uh, over or under eleven and a half rushing yards from Brock Purdy. Zaz. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go over. Yeah. I, you know, he, he scrambled for a lot of that, a lot more yards than that a couple weeks ago. I think they're going to be passing the ball a lot. That means there's a lot of opportunity for him to be running out of the pocket and trying to pick up first downs. I'll go over. Gosh, I think they're going to be relying on CMC a lot. You and I see this game differently. Uh, 11. I mean, we did see that from him, but now are the Chiefs going to be ready for it? Like, the Lions were caught off guard. <laughs> that Brock Purdy could move in that manner. Are the Chiefs going to be ready for it? 11 and a half isn't that many, though. That's one scramble. I'll go over. It's one scramble. Zazzle just talked me into it. There you go. Well, I mean, it's a really long scramble for a quarterback, but okay. All right. Patrick Mahomes, longest rush over or under 
12 and a half yards. Amber. Longest rush over under 12 and a half. Oh, oh that's a uh, feel better about it if it was like, you know, nine and a half. It's as 12 and a half. That's a big number. I'll still go over. It's Patrick. He's mobile. Let's go, Zaz. I'm going under. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to have to be running the ball a whole heck of a lot. And, and, and that's a big number for one rush. I'm going under. Mm-hmm. Rasheed Rice, over or under six and a half receptions, Zaz. Under. I think Travis Kelsey is going to be the main man. We've seen that the last few weeks. He's averaging, I think it's nine targets per game here in the postseason. He had 11 targets and 11 catches, Travis Kelsey did in the championship game. Mahomes is looking first and foremost for Kelsey. I think six and a half catches a lot for what at best would be the second receiver on Sunday, so I'm going under. It's going to be his number one receiving target uh, on Kelsey's Sunday. Kelsey's a receiver. Come on. He's uh, a tight end. Uh, a six and a half is a lot. I'll I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I don't like prop bets. Guts. That's what I'm learning here. I don't like prop bets. This is hard. Sure, he'll get seven catches. Let's get. It's great. almost like picking one side or the other is a gamble. But it, it 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 is almost like that. It makes yeah, me uncomfortable. Yeah. It's weird, this right? Is why this yeah. is why? See, like I, 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 it's very frustrating that sports betting's not legalized yet in 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 Florida all the way. But maybe it's a good thing because when it fully is, and I can just place wagers on ESPN Bet, I'm gonna it's uh, I'm gonna get too much agita. So a million. Day. I'm just million. Million Florida jokes anxiety. I could have just made. I'm going to hold on to all of them, though. Yeah, out of all the things, out. gambling is illegal in Florida. All right, uh, uh, George Kittle, over, Marijuana. under, 49 and a half receiving yards. Amber. 49 and a half receiving yards for George Kittle. Ah, man. Um, you know, I feel like I'm not. It's weird because I, I think the nine. I think I would choose the Niners in the Super Bowl, and yet in these props, I feel like I'm way leaning towards the Chiefs. So let's go over here because I just don't really like what I've been doing generally. There you go, Zazzle. I don't have a great yeah. real reason for it, but no, I'm going seems, over. I'm going over. Like I said earlier, I, I think Kittle's prime for a big game. Um, that one's actually easy for me. I'm going over. Christian McCaffrey. Over or under 128 and a half total yards, rushing and receiving. Yeah. Zaz. Okay, okay, total. 128 and a half. Still a lot. <laughs> you know, can I see him with, uh, you know, 80 receiving, 45 rushing? You know what? I'll go it's under. I'll go under. It's a lot of yards. Lot. I'll go on. It's doesn't mean lot. he doesn't have a good game. He could have 120 all purpose yards and two touchdowns. He had a great game. So I'm going to go under. I feel like the odds makers are just like they know. Like they're just getting crazy here with the Why are they getting like crazy? Just, well, cuz I think that they're they know all the hype around CMC. So they're they setting know. this thing so high, people are still going to go over and it's like he know they know. They know. The sharp money's probably going to be on the under here, I feel like. See how big those <sighs> buildings are in Vegas? They know. But to my point earlier, which is why I'm struggling now with these props, if CMC doesn't go off, the Niners aren't winning. That's the reality of the situation. And because I want the Niners to win, <laughs> I want him to go off like that. But, man, that's a big number. I'll take the under. Yeah, you're not rooting for me? That just makes me sad. No, absolutely um, not. 
Uh, we're, we're going over under on uh, Super Bowl prop bets here on Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. Uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, Isaiah Pacheco over or under 88 and a half all-purpose yards. Amber. I mean, Anita Marks would I'll swear go- up and down to go over. I know. She loves Pacheco. Well, I know. 88 and a half, and she kind of talked me into it. She thinks that he's going to be a huge part of of their game plan. I don't know if I would have said the over before we had on Anita, but she was so emphatic about it. She knows a lot more about betting than me. So sure, let's go over. I'm going to go over to the 49ers defense has not been great against the run, especially this postseason. I'll go over. Chris Jones, over or under a half a sack? All right, so you're asking if, if he's going to have a sack is what you're saying. I mean, you can't have a half a sack too, but... Uh, oh, yes. yeah, okay. That's stupid. Um, but but still, are you? Yeah, if you think he's going to have a full sack, yeah. No, I'm gonna go Chris under. Jones, I'm gonna go under. Really? You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go under. Uh, I'll take I'll take the over there. Okay. All right, uh, one more sack. Uh, Nick Bosa, over or under a half a sack? Amber, over. Yeah, I'm gonna go over too. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to sack Mahomes, but I'm gonna go it's over. also Nick Bosa. We're talking about. We're putting a unit each on all of these, right? Yeah. A what? A unit. A unit. Yep. What? That's a hundo, baby. Come on. Oh no, 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 nay, 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 nay. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to go back through these. Uh, some of we're my on answers. the record so, here. Uh, looking at the sack totals, it doesn't seem like uh, ESPN Bet thinks that uh, there are going to be a lot of sacks in the Super Bowl. All of right. the all of the over unders on the sacks are plus money. That's why um, I went under with Chris Jones. I just wild when you think about Chris Jones and Nick Bosa are playing in this game. I mean, that is truly wild. Listening to listening to Carlin versus Joe earlier today, that was one of uh, Joe's big bets was no sacks. In yeah, he doesn't no get a sack. sack. He doesn't it's get a like sack four, every I think game. it was like forty to one odds. Yeah, yeah. Does anyone have oh, the guts you. to bet? You know, the the two big ones, the safety in the Super Bowl. Or the go to overtime. Does anyone have the guts? You well, the, the go to overtime doesn't seem so crazy to me because there's reason to believe that this game could be close, and it hasn't happened. But how many this Super Bowls have gone right? to overtime though? I mean, you not have the many, but it hasn't. But Patriots is that the I don't only think, one? I'm not sure we've had many postseasons though where none of the games go to overtime, right? So you think we're due for an overtime? Might okay. be due for it. Just what about a safety? You, you got five on it? Because uh, I don't have a unit on anything. Five hundred. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I'm like trying to make some. I'm try, this mortgage is going to pay for itself, Amber. Come on, that's not how this works, Jonathan Zaslow. Coming up next year on Amber and Ian, gamble responsibly. Uh, Lamar Jackson was one vote away from being the first ever two-time unanimous MVP. We'll tell you all about it next year on ESPN Radio. For the second time in his career, Lamar Jackson is the NFL MVP. Lamar Jackson fakes the toss to the right, throws across the middle. Touchdown! Zay Flowers! And the Ravens strike on back-to-back drives. And it is stunned disbelief here at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. After Lamar Jackson beat the 49ers, it was Lamar's award to lose. That was when mm-hmm. the race was over. Not just over for Brock Purdy, that was when it was solidified for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is now a two-time NFL MVP. His acceptance speech, Zazzle, last night was funny. 
He thanked the Ravens for finally paying him for getting that contract done. Uh, We were all grateful for that here on sports radio since we were tired of talking about it for like the year and a half that preceded them actually getting that deal done. But he ends up winning his second MVP, not surprising to anybody, just 27 years old. Tune into NBA Action Sunday as the, Heat ho- as the Heat host the Celtics. That is presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on Super Bowl Sunday on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Zaslow's in tonight for Ian here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. So he is the MVP once again, but this time, Zaslow, it was not unanimous for Lamar Jackson. There was one vote for Josh Allen instead, okay. apparently that person felt pretty strongly about voting for the analytics. The analytics do show Josh Allen was better than Lamar Jackson. So I guess just going by the numbers. But I think most people thought in the regular season that it was Lamar Jackson's award. Yeah, but I, I like I think last night was embarrassing. Uh, you know, and, and I'll bet if you if you pump the truth serum into Lamar Jackson, he doesn't care about the award last night, especially because he already got the contract. So it's not like you hold it up. Hey, I got two MVPs. You know, give me my money. He, you know, they won one playoff game. They won one playoff game. It's it's well below what the expectation was for the Ravens throughout the season. It was well below the expectation for the team that grabbed the number one seed and had what ends up being an almost unanimous MVP. They won one playoff game. I, I think it ends up being embarrassing that he gets that award last night. It reminds me of in, in, in 2007 in the NBA when Dirk Nowitzki won the MVP. He was the runaway winner for Most Valuable Player that year, and they lost in the first round to the We Believe Warriors. And then they present him the MVP award the next round, and seems not even playing. He has to show up to whatever arena they were at, or they're doing it via satellite. I don't even remember. It was embarrassing that they're now handing him this MVP award when his team flopped so hard in the first round. And that's the way that I felt last night with Lamar Jackson getting that award. His team and he flopped so hard in the postseason. I mean, how did they, did they flop? They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs who are now in another Super Bowl. I mean, I don't, MVP I don't really think points. that's I don't really nine think points. that's flopping per se overall. It was against he was the lousy. Chiefs. Amber, he was lousy. He was lousy in that game. That's a very good Kansas City defense. I don't know if we're giving them enough credit for that, but he was lousy in that game. I'm not defending it. In the regular season, obviously, he was not lousy. And this is a regular season award. I don't think it's embarrassing to ever win an NFL MVP, honestly. I, I, I could not disagree with you more. I think that he was still thrilled to win the NFL MVP. It's something that nobody can ever take from you. There's no asterisks there. It's not as if there's some asterisks in the future. When we talk about Lamar Jackson, quite literally, when we have him on with us one day in the future, we will say, you know, two-time or three-time or four-time, however many he wins, we will say that as we introduce them each and every single time. And there will be no caveat, but they lost... In the conference championships, the Chiefs. And, like, they underperformed, and he didn't have a good game. I mean, there is there is none of that in the conversation. To me, it doesn't matter that it was against a good, a great, if you want, Kansas City Chiefs defense. That's the whole point of being the MVP. You're not the MVP only when you're playing the average and below average teams. You're the MVP, and you could perform at that level against also the great teams. That's the whole point in being the MVP. But he had all season. So you're telling me that there is no point then in winning the MVP unless you make it to a Super Bowl. Because that's quite literally 
what the, the mission that they did not accomplish. So if your team is not in the Super Bowl, then there's no point in being the NFL MVP. Well, I mean, no, we should take all those MVPs away, away from Aaron Rodgers then. Well, no, it's, it's a little more nuanced than that because not only did the team not make the Super Bowl, but again, he was terrible. It's not like in they lost game. the game 34-31, and he threw for four touchdowns, and man, just, just they, they went toe-to-toe and he came up short. He was terrible in the game. In a game. Mm-hmm. In a singular game. He and was, I get he it, it's a regular season. Like, I, I get it, it's a regular season award, but we're armed with the information we have when we're watching that last night. And we all know the way that the season ended for him and that team. And that's at the forefront of my mind when they're giving him that award. So I've heard you say that it shouldn't just be a regular season award. I heard I the McAfee guys talking about that as well because they were having a same they were having that same struggle. It's hard to separate it. Yeah. If, if we do that, if we consider the postseason, the award will always go to whoever on that award list, whoever on that nominee list is playing in the Super Bowl. Period. Like that will be it. Like there will be no. It will be Christian McCaffrey from these nominees, no matter what. Point blank. Period. There will be nothing left for anybody no, else in that conversation. Or it will be Brock Purdy. I mean, this season there was two guys in that conversation that happened to be in the Super Bowl. But that's not always the case. It will always go. It will. Because you won't have, if you have, have, what, five nominees and one of them is in the Super Bowl, then if we're taking the postseason into account, it will then be that guy that had the best postseason, the best season overall of the postseason also counts into the factors into it. It's just. Well, Amber, we were pretty close to. We were pretty close to Detroit beating San Francisco. It, it looked like Detroit. It. Right, I understand. But if they did hold on to that game, you know, we're in a spot where there's no real MVP candidate on Detroit. Who would we have voted for, you know? I, I don't no, think you have to have, get to the Super Bowl right. to win the award then if we're counting the playoffs as well. I don't think I don't think. Obviously, if happens. nobody, if nobody in the nomination list ends up making it to a Super Bowl, then somebody's going to get it from the regular season or essentially the same factors that we currently use. But if somebody on that list, if a person on that list is in the Super Bowl, that person's going to get it every time we start factoring in a postseason. Let me ask you this. Right now, you vote right now. All the information in front of you. Who who would you vote MVP if it's I, it's I, I all would, the playoffs we've seen so far in the regular season? Who would you give it to right now? I mean, I probably give it to Christian McCaffrey, but yeah, that too. again is the Super Bowl bias. I mean, it just is because I have the entire body of work and I do know what happened to Lamar in that game. What if Detroit I, held on and won that game? Would you still give it to McCaffrey? Because I would no. Well, no, I I probably would not. No, I mean. I'm giving it to McCaffrey because he made it a lot further than everybody else. It'd be a different conversation then if Detroit ends up winning that game. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, the 49ers, if they lose on Sunday, is there a window to win a Super Bowl shut? That's next here on ESPN Radio.